0: Okay, what happened today in automotive history? June the 10th, let's start way back when. In 1903, the original mercedes seelberg Konstat car plant in Germany suffered a great fire. All the machinery and 93 finished cars, a quarter of the annual production, were destroyed together with a small museum with historical items like Daimler Maybach's first-ever motorcycle. Oh, I didn't know they made one of those. The displaced workers received haven salaries and additional bread rations. In 1907, five vehicles left Peking at the start of the Peking-Paris rally sponsored by Parisian daily newspaper Le Matin. There were no rules in the race except that the first car to Paris would win the prize of a magnum of mum champagne. The race went without any assistance through countryside where there were no roads or road maps, and that still occurs even to today. But now there are road maps and some roads. In 1934, Henry Ford was awarded an honorary Doctor of Law degree by Colgate University in Hamilton, New York. In 1947, Saab introduced his first car, the Model 92 prototype. Saab had been primarily a supplier of military aircraft before and during World War II. With the end of the war, company executives realized that they need to diversify the company's production capabilities. So they started making cars. In 1949. Hailed as a visionary by some and a con artist by others, Preston Tucker was the man behind an innovative, futuristic-looking car that debuted amid great fanfare during the summer of 1948, was indicted for fraud. As envisioned by Tucker himself, the Tucker Torpedo, as the concept vehicle was known, represented quite a departure from the standard fare offered by the big three automakers. Long, low, and substantially wider than other large cars when available, with sleek lines reminiscent of a rocket, it had doors that slid up into the roof and six chrome plated exhaust pipes. So the actual Tucker 48 was very innovative. Uh, Some pretty funny things that happened just off the top of my head is that they actually had seat belts, but the marketing folks did not want seat belts advertised because it would give the sense that they were not safe cars. And it also had a crash zone where the glove box would be. So if you're about to get into a crash, you uh, just huddle up down on the floorboard there and pray for safety. <laughs> but really, really cool cars. In 1979, Paul Newman, the blue-eyed movie star turned race car driver, accomplished the greatest feat of his racing career by racing the second place in the 24-hour of Le Mans. In 1969, he starred in winning as a struggling race car driver who must redeem his career and win the heart of the woman he loves at the Indianapolis 500. To prepare for the movie, Newman attended the Watkins Glen Racing School and obviously became a very good racer. In 1981, the last Mercedes-Benz 600 was produced, ending a production run of 2,677 units over 18 years. In 1994, Ford Japan introduced the U.S.-built Ford Probe GT and Japanese-built Ford Laser. Now, the Ford Probe GT was originally going to replace the Mustang which there was such an outcry that Ford decided to create a new Mustang, which eventually became the SN95 model. And finally, in 2009, Italy's Fiat became the new owner of the bulk of Chrysler's assets, closing a deal that saved the troubled U.S. automaker from liquidation and placed the new company in the hands of Fiat's CEO. That is it for today in automotive history. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.